Hi, this is Paul Butler. I'm the Senior Pastor of New Heart Baptist Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We hope that this podcast will be a great blessing to you and encourage your life. Yes, I could go on for a long time. Let's just look at the, the subject of uh, power to change. Okay, here we go. I'm going to rip you through a bunch of very basic doctrines and I'm going to come back to one. Okay, so we uh, that shouldn't show all of them. It should show one of them. Doesn't matter. All right. It's ruined my whole message. <laughs> okay, so the first doctrine that God is... Uh, God and creation, the holiness of God is another foundational doctrine uh, or teaching, the character of God, the sovereignty of God, the image of God in humanity. And then, of course, when you take a theology or a teaching or a doctrine, you've got to say, what does that look like in everyday life? That's how it works. If, te- if theology is not connected with what you do when you go down to the supermarket, not worth a cracker. You see, so good doctrine is always back to everyday life. Sin and the origin of sin. The Son of God, Jesus Christ, Jesus in everyday life, you see. Let's go on to the next thing. Uh, Justification, sanctification, all good basic doctrines, basic teachings, basic foundations here. The kingdom of God, the body of Christ, uh, the kingdom of God to all people groups, that's world missions. And then, of course, the last one, which is the doctrine or the teaching, the foundation of eternity and eternal life. What does that look like? in everyday life. I want to come back to this one, the holiness of God. Without this one, the whole pack of cards comes terribly unstuck. Because the holiness of God is the very substance of who he is. Let's just look at a couple of verses here. So in Romans 1, 4, It says here that Jesus was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Mark 1.24 is a fascinating scripture. We don't know the name of the demon that said this, but did you know the Bible has recorded what a demon said? How interesting is that? And this unnamed demon, the fool that he was, he said when, he's, when Jesus, the holiness of God comes near to this person who had the unclean spirit, the silly demon says, what business do we have with each other, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. And he shrieks and comes out of the man. And everyone goes, what new teaching is this? That even the demons obey him. And so holiness is the mark of everything about God. Everything. His love comes from his holiness. His his purity, his pure love, you see. His justice comes because his justice is pure, it's not tainted. So his blazing beauty, his order, his wisdom, his power, his life, his joy, his love, that's the very substance of of holiness. And God's substance is holiness. And when you bang up against it, it does something to you. 
and when it touches your life, you can't be the same. Jesus is the expression of that holiness, as that demon said. And the amazing thing is, God invites us into that holiness. Doesn't keep it to himself. It's an open invitation for anyone to share in it. How do you describe the infinite splendor, beauty and wonder of God's holiness when you are a finite, limited creature? How can we do that? It's dang hard. But let me try here. Let, let's use a metaphor. Let's use an illustration of the sun, the blazing sun in the sky, right? It radiates amazing energy and it floods across our part of the, of the universe. And wherever it touches, stuff happens. And in our case, the sun's energy, when it hits our earth, causes life. And there's creatures, there's plants that absorb that energy and convert it into stuff. Isn't that amazing? And you eat that stuff. You're made of the sun's energy. How amazing is that? And so it gives life. The sun is good. Would you say it's good? We're done without it, right? So it's good. It's goodness in, in, the, in a physics sense of the word, right? But if you get too close to that goodness, it'll burn you up. It'll consume you. It'll destroy you. What's good will destroy you, you see. It's like this. If you're not in right relationship to the sun, you're gone. <laughs> it's exactly how it is with God's holiness, friends. If you're not in right relationship with God's holiness, it will consume you. It will destroy you. You see, God's judgment is not because he's angry. And at the end of time, it says there is a judgment of all, 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 all humans. God, God's not angry and that will consume you. You know what will consume people that don't find God's holiness? God's holiness will consume them. It'll burn them up. That's what the scripture says. You know. That's what judgment is. It's God's holiness. Bang! You see, revealed on the earth. Uh, revealed to, to humans. And so right relationship is important. See, the sun is not bad or evil, is it? No. It's good. And so God's holiness flows out through Jesus Christ. That's the miracle of who Jesus is. When we say yes to him, truly say yes. The Bible says... When you come to God, you must believe that God is. Hebrews 11.6. Right? And he rewards those who diligently seek him. But you must believe that God is. That's the first doctrine, by the way. The first teaching, first foundation. And so God's holiness is revealed through Jesus. Now, Jesus didn't come to make us better people. He came to just fundamentally transform us. 
and tip the word better completely on its head and make you not a better person, but a, a, a different, a new creation where holiness is only a good thing. Now, if you've not, if you're sitting here today listening to this message and you go, what's this funny guy talking about, right? Uh, and and you, you've never said yes to Jesus. I'm going to give you an invitation at the end of this, this meeting to say yes to him. It's the best thing you'll ever do. Now let's look at some scriptures here. Let's go further about this message of holiness. Let's look at Romans 6.22. This is the end result. You see, the Bible says you'll experience freedom when you say yes to Jesus and you walk in his ways and you accept him as the perfect sacrifice. What is the end result of the freedom we get in Jesus? It says here, but now having been set free from sin, we have become slaves of God. That's a positive slave, by the way. You have, uh, you have your fruit to holiness and, and at the end everlasting life. You see that? Fruit. The fruit of your life should be the holiness of God displayed there. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 1.7. Now Paul makes this remark here in the context of a whole lot of really difficult trouble in the church. Stack of immoralities going on, extreme immorality that you just rarely ever hear of, and just bizarre stuff with these Greeks that have come to Jesus. And so he says in chapter 6, he makes these promises, not Paul's promises, they're promises of scripture from the Old Testament. That's the end of chapter 6. You go into chapter 7 and he says this, Therefore having these promises, beloved, in other words, Corinthians, listen up. <laughs> cleanse yourselves, cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness. In the fear of the Lord. Now, this is the deal. Humans are created to function best when they're filled with holiness. Like if I put diesel in my car, it's just not going to work very well. Friends, that's what dysfunction is. You've lost the glory of God in your life. You're deep in sin and you know you get you just do anything. Is that what happens in life? You're capable of almost anything. And humans do that because they're not functioning according to God's design for them, which is holiness. Human relationships, me with you, husband to wife and whatever, that relationship functions best when holiness touches your life and a relationship is calibrated with holiness. It's a funny thing, but that's how it works. Now let me illustrate something here, how God, God works. I'm going to tell you one of my sins. I will. This is, I just have to embrace a bit of humility here. From before I got married, I want to share this with you, just to give you an illustration of it. I was courting Lee, right? But on one occasion, I held her most inappropriately. Right? And that was it. I tell you what, the Holy Spirit went whack upon me I went away from that and I just felt just a, a sense of dread come over me now let me tell you this this is more sins being confessed <laughs> sorry about this but uh, before I knew Jesus I had been involved in immorality deeply and I knew what I was capable of but I got profoundly saved and transformed right 
But there were still some things in my life that God's holiness needed to touch. Right? And I tell you, he just went whammo on me. That's God's holiness adjusting and saying, that's not what a relationship is like. You see that? It's not a rule. It's not a Baptist rule. No. Right? It is relationships functioning best in holiness. When unholiness is not there, the Holy Ghost goes... And if you're not capable of responding to the promptings of God's Holy Spirit, you know, you're in big trouble. And many believers say, oh, it doesn't matter, you know, you can do whatever you like now, I'm saved. Doesn't you can So many people now jumping into bed with each other, calling themselves Christian. Friends, I tell you what, I'm not sure the Holy Spirit's terribly pleased about that. It's not because it's a Baptist rule or religious rule, or, or, you know, it's the spirit of holiness and the design that relationships were created for. Do you agree with that? Test it if you haven't. If you're sitting there and, and you're hearing me and the Spirit of God is going bing, 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 you go home and pray about it, right? It might change your life. And when we finish, I'll give you a chance to run forward and lie on the carpet and repent. I'll make a place just for you. No, seriously, you need to do it. I could tell you some more sins, that's enough. Uh, let's look at this one. Let's move on. Uh, we're up to, we've got some Hebrew scriptures here. Did we do that Thessalonians one? Uh, let me see. Can I go back on that? Uh, one Thessalonians says here, this is Paul praying for the Thessalonians. He says, so that uh, he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God. Blameless. Isn't that awesome? In other words, you know, the joy and the freedom. That's what joy is, friends. You're blameless before God. And it's a great joy. Oh, hallelujah. Hebrews 12:14. Now we can go to the next one. All right. 12:14. Pursue peace with all people. That's a good idea. Get on with your workmates, right? Pursue peace. Do you agree with that? Yeah, it's a good one. Get on with everyone. I'll tell you what, there's another part to that one too. It says, and holiness, pursue holiness. Do you pursue holiness? You might pursue peace. It's a good start. Without which no one will see the Lord. Hmm, it's interesting. Let's stick. Let's go back to Thessalonians. For God did not call us to uncleanness but to holiness. God's calling Hello, are you out there? I'm calling you. Yeah, it's true. When spiritual awakening comes upon a community, God's voice goes out. I'm calling you to holiness, Welsh revivals. People stood up and confessed their sins for years. Amazing. So many converted, you know. Uh, 1 Peter. We got that? Yeah, we got a 1 Peter up there. Um, Peter said, uh, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. So friends, what's your calling in life? I could tell you what my calling is, but it's only a little bit of the big picture. And certainly Lee and I call as missionaries, 
That's pathetic. I'm called into holiness, the beauty, the splendor, the amazingness of God's holiness. To be consumed with that, to be dazzled by that, to be a seeker of that. And out of that wonder and splendor, I want to make it known, you see. You might say, I'm called to business. Well, that's very good. I'm happy about that. But you know what? There's something far more important than being called to this or to that in life. And that is called to live in the, the beauty of God's holiness. And friends, that's getting your things aligned correctly. You know, I, and um, God just loves to work in our life. You know, We've just got to bow the knee and bow the heart and he'll turn up. You know, when God's presence falls on a place, uh, things shift, <laughs> I tell you. Uh, have we got a little more time? Is that all right if I... Because I was planning to stop. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story. We are going to have a response to this. And Chris, if we could have that song later, uh, the one that you did earlier, the earlier one. No, no, the, the earlier one. I've changed my mind. I, I'm a, yeah, I'm double-minded today. Changed my mind. The one forever holy. Could we do that? Echo, yeah, that one. Thank you for that. All right, so we're going to have a, a response later on just to God's holiness. Um, you know, things don't always, you know, there's times where you can't live your Christian life with like this and you know, you've got to have ordered assemblies. You've got to do that. But sometimes God's splendor and beauty and majesty turns up in ways that, that defy logic, you know. And, and that's a precious time. Uh, one time I was um, uh, in the south of India and we'd called together about 150 people from across the country. Uh, it was back quite a few years ago now. And it was a big tin shed near the beach, a huge big tin shed. And had these columns in it and so forth. And we had a five-day prayer meeting for people's groups in India. And so we're doing a lot of praying and worship and that sort of stuff. It wasn't preaching or teaching. Just, just a lot of intercession, actually, in prayer. About the third day, uh, I was up the front and um, just standing like this there and just leading whatever was going on. And, and we probably would have had small groups, then all-together groups and that kind of caper. And would have a bit of worship here and there through it. And the, the holiness of God turned up. And it came fairly quickly. And I'm not lying, everyone fell over. Kawumpa. And, and people, you see, when God's holiness turns up, sometimes people are in terror. Look at the last verse. You see, have you ever been in the presence of God where you're just consumed by it? And everyone hit the deck on the cement. And some people were hanging onto the columns of the building screaming out. It was absolutely wild. No one provoked it. It's the holiness of God. God chooses to do strange and amazing things. I don't understand that. Why would he do that then and not today? Well, he might. <laughs> Hang on to your chair. But it... But he delights to reveal himself to you in the splendor of holiness. And it says that our worship of God, the worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. 
We can worship God for his goodness and whatever he's done for you, you thank him for that and worship him for it. But there's even more. You know, it's, it's the splendor of his beauty that really is the, is the provocation to worship. Would that be true? When you study the scriptures, you see illustrations of this. When you shut your eyes and you wait in the presence of God, you feel it. You know? And when you're the company of other saints, God intensifies that. That's why meeting together is very important. There are group anointings. And if you're of the custom of sort of, you know, not assembling with other saints, it's not about going to church. It's about God's awesome presence. He delights to be in the midst of those who assemble together, you know. And sometimes strange things happen. Other times it's very ordinary. And you go home and say, that was very ordinary. <laughs> it's true, right? But give room for the amazing and expect it. Last week, Brad gave a great message, Encounter Experience Express. The week before that was was equally amazing message from uh, Simo, Simon Kiani. Thank you, brother. Okay, encounter. Encounter may happen once in life very dramatically and thereafter it seems pretty normal. That's fine. But you know, God just wants to keep refreshing that encounter so that we experience the joy of salvation and we express it out there to people. So Chris, can we just come up here? Uh, let's just have that song forever, whatever it is. Thank you for that. Yeah, let's just, let's just, you know, I said earlier, I said, look, if you've come here today and you're inquiring about Jesus, you might have come on your own. I, wanted, I do want to give room to, for you today to, to say yes toward Jesus. Either say yes, I want to say yes to him as saviour, or just even come closer in agreement. I want to know more. And if got, this message is touching you today, anyway, it's going to be unique, unique how this touches you. Even if you just need to come out here and kneel on the floor in God's presence and say nothing, that's perfectly fine. You do that. But if there's something else and you want prayer for that, we'll pray with you. But you know what? Just, just giving time in your week just for God's holiness to, to rest upon you. Can you do that today? If there's repentance needs to come in your life. You know, if there's something you've hidden away and you've battered it off, you get, you get yourself right with God. Because I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, the holiness of God will consume you like the sun. If you're not in right relationship with it, ultimately it will. So do put those things right before God today. So thank you, Chris. Let's go for it.